Welcome to another episode of Infinity X, where we give a stage and microphone to human excellence in the pursuit of never-ending opportunities and merging ecosystems with world-renowned entrepreneurs and influencers. Now, here's your host, David Harder. From the production studios of Epic Financial Strategies here in Red Bank, New Jersey, we are Infinity X, giving a stage and microphone to human excellence in the constant, never-ending pursuit of creating ecosystem merger opportunities and giving you access to infinite sales ideas by giving a stage and microphone to people who have been there and done that. And guys, tonight is absolutely no different. We're being welcomed this evening by Dan Nassani. Dan, how you doing this evening, uh, brother? All right, Chris. Pleasure. Pleasure's mine, man. Thank you very much. I've, had, Folks, I've had the good fortune of getting to know Dan uh, over the past really four years now. Um, Dan uh, had worked for a number of years with and consulting to New Jersey Spine. Yeah. Um, the formal name of the practice is... NJ Spine and Wellness. NJ Spine and Wellness. Uh, multiple locations throughout the state of New Jersey. Dan is taking our stage this evening for a couple of different reasons. Um if you own a business, you recognize the fact that from a, a you know from from a profitability standpoint, you're as profitable as your people, right? And you know, essentially, especially with what's transpired with COVID and what's transpired over the over the past three or four years, maintaining employee morale, maintaining employee productivity, and maintaining a sense of teaming has probably never been as challenging, if that's a fair statement, yeah, as as it is as it is in this day and age. And and one of the areas that Dan is a peak performance, I'm gonna call it peak performance consultant in is team building is consulting is breaking down PL and and making sure that from a culture perspective that businesses are not only profitable but that the employee morale is such that the individual employees are you know essentially optimizing their employment experience but ladies and gentlemen he is also launching a completely new mastermind and platform which essentially is going to be the golden nuggets and the keys to the castle of how to rinse and repeat this and adopt it for your business right so dan do me a favor just give uh, give the good folks out there a little bit of uh, your background um, you know you came uh, you, you, you came from new jersey spine um, you've now since relocated out to Vegas, but just give the folks uh, a little bit of background about who you are and what you do. Yeah, um, I appreciate you having me here, number one. Of um, course, bro. Honestly, like I was saying, my journey, you know, uh, traditional business background started within the last 10 years, but really I look back and uh, realize that my journey really started with my parents who had a small business for 37 years. What type of business was it? Um, it was a uh, mom and pop bagel shop business and they started off in a uh, good old Woodbridge mall. Oh, nice. And, yeah, yeah. um, relocated to another location in Woodbridge where they had, uh, for over 20 years. Okay. And that, that really laid the groundwork, um, for really who I am as a person and how I approach what I do day to day. So, that's um, not an easy business either, right? I mean, no, it's early I mean, uh, that's, yeah, yeah, that's why I didn't want to go into it. I didn't want to get up. At, <laughs> I didn't want to go uh, get up at three thirty in the morning and uh, yeah. work till five or six o'clock at night, which right. is what they did day in and day out. So um, that really set the stages. And within the last ten years, being in healthcare and being surrounded by numbers and people and understanding how to really connect the dots between 
kind of like you said, P&L, yeah. revenue, which, you know, healthcare, unfortunately, is still a business. Yep. Um, and if yep. you're not making money, you're not employing people and you're not keeping people. And um, Well, practice mastery, right? That's exactly you know, it. So yeah. taking all that and then just figuring <laughs> out how to connect it with how to build up your team and how to really, you know, empower and build more leaders. So over time, people are not leaving. Retention goes down. Um, and really how to build a business and, through the people that you're with day and, to day. Yeah. And what led you into healthcare? Right, you know, because totally different than yeah. the business exposure that you had growing 100%. up, right? Yeah. So, what what led you there? Um, just really how to how to help people get better um, from a standpoint of physical pain, you know, and having a background in athletics, where you know you're younger, you're always kind of as a young male, you have these. Uh, everybody I think is shooting the winning jump shot in the backyard. Yeah. And, yeah, getting yeah. an idea of, hey, maybe I want to do that. And then understanding, okay, I'm five foot four. So, like, that's probably um, <laughs> yeah. not going to be yeah. the best way to do it. Um, so, Mugsy Bogues made it work. That you know is what I mean? True, so, yeah. But, you know, one, one in a billion, that yeah. guy. But, um, you know, looking at yeah. uh, how to work with athletes and then really understanding how to just help more people. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as there's a lot of emotional pain going on nowadays, unfortunately, there's always been people in physical pain. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that does take away from quality of life. So, so, were you with like an athletic training department in college? or um, like, a bit. You know, I had my own own injuries and being able to see how uh, physical therapists or athletic trainers work to get me back is kind of what led me down that path. Got it. And um, just, you know, generally speaking, being able to work with a multitude of individuals who unfortunately their pain uh, pain took over their life. And once you can strip away that pain and get a quality of life back, you can see a major change in their, uh, their whole life. So that's really what led me down that path. Um, going into technically have a doctorate in physical therapy and mm. being able to work with a multitude of physicians and chiropractors and occupational therapists and a whole bunch of different types of specialties. It was really eye-opening to see a lot of different approaches. That's incredible. Yeah. Should I call you Doc, by the way? No, no please don't. It's okay. <laughs> so you spent 10 years here in uh, New Jersey Spine and Wellness. Yep. And tell me tell me a little bit about that experience. I mean, shout out to Nick Bufano and everybody at New Jersey Spine and Wellness. You guys are doing incredible things. But what was that, uh, what was that experience like? And what... You know, and how did your, um, I guess your role and your responsibility evolve during your time there? Because I think that that's really relevant to where you're at now. Yes, uh, very significant. Mm. Um, So the the beautiful thing about working there is really twofold. One is, as I said, just being surrounded by uh, different types of uh, medical practitioners. It does give you a different perspective on how to get people better. But realistically, the biggest... um, Biggest, biggest advantage for myself was just the availability in which the business was there for me to see. So yeah. if, whatever questions I had, it was available. You know, I always look at um, certain owners or managers where they don't want to share their secrets, you know, secret sauce with their employees because they're afraid, hey, what if I, you're going to take my secrets and... Oh, and then go and run someplace yeah, else. You're going to yeah, go, right. go to the next town over yeah. and steal all my business. And yeah. there was honestly the opposite. It was whatever you want to know, we'll show you. Um, and that really was eye-opening uh, to a hear that, and then b to actually see what was going on behind, you know, closed doors, so to speak, to see yeah. all right, well, how do we how do we actually do this? How do we create revenue? How do we how do we structure out simple stuff like bonuses? Like what determines all that? And how do we get paid from insurance companies? So being able to really see that and want to learn it and have somebody who said, I want you to learn it if you're willing to, uh, was really advantageous for me and uh, gave me a huge you know, huge opportunity that. Honestly, I don't think I really would have gotten anywhere else, and I certainly have a lot of um, friends in the business, and they, uh, honestly, they're not given that opportunity. Yeah. And their growth yeah. is, you know, their <clears throat> growth is also limited, and I, I also see how it limits the business owners because they're stuck now doing everything because yep. they're too afraid to share it 
Well, and what that creates also is turnover, right? Because if you don't see the future of being able to be in a stepped up either leadership role or an equity partnership opportunity or something like that, what are you going to do? You're going to leave, right? You know, so I'm I'm so fascinated by this. So what was because to your point, most um, many, many, many people, either entrepreneurs, business owners, right? They're very, very protected of the shield, right? And they're very, very protective of intellectual property. It sounds like that was an environment and a culture where it was just the polar opposite, right? Now, as a result, what did you find, like, as you're, you're talking about, okay, how do we create bonuses? But what did you find from an employee morale perspective there uh, as opposed to other businesses that you've seen or you've consulted or, fr- or your friends of yours that are in different positions? Um, yeah, no, that's a great question because, honestly, um, I would say it kind of stunk initially. And that is including myself. Like, I really look back and um, when I evaluate where I'm at and like where I've gotten to compared to where I was, yeah. I always think I was kind of on the uh, part of the line, which kind of the shitty side of being a really good leader. It yeah. was just more about telling people versus helping them understand the thought process behind what we were trying to do. And um, so the, cu- the culture and the environment was, it was good only because of the people that were there, they got along together and they wanted to make it work. And I find that's where Still a lot of people like, I like the people I work with, but I kind of hate the place I work for. Yeah. It wasn't that. Um, but I know there was a lot of, it was a lot of questions on my part of why am I having trouble getting the employees to understand what I know is the right way to do. And it was just the teaching methods were honestly terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, people, <clears throat> people want to know. And for me, it was just do it because I, I, I put in the work, so you should just go along with that. I know it's yeah, fast. Yeah. And you know, it's like a very old school, I get it. Like that was like kind of the way it was done. It was just like, hey, the manager says do it as we do it. But you know, it took me a while to understand people want to know why, um, which is, I totally understand that now. And uh, so the evolution, it was a lot of, a lot of days of me questioning, um, questioning the employees. And then there's a lot of days too of me questioning myself and, and leaving, leaving the company at the end of the night saying, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Or, Am I, am I failing people? Am I a failure? And so it took a long time to not see the results that I was looking for before I just really started looking at myself as maybe I was the thing holding them back. Yeah. Um, so the second, you know, and that's where, that's kind of off, but that was kind of like the second major part of my development was just myself, like working on myself, which I always kind of looked at as being selfish um, and taking time away from other people. And I needed to work on, Absolutely you know, not. and I see that so often <laughs> now, like not. if I work on myself and step away a little bit from everybody else, am I being selfish? And I, I realized I needed to do that in order to help them out. And that, that, that's really what was the separator. And so the last like four or five years I was in the company, the environment got better and better and better. And it was simply because of my ability to connect with people better. I love that. Understand them better. And let's, let's play in that space yeah. for a moment because you're reading my mind right now. So, um, folks, when you when when you invest into yourself, right? Dan Dan said something that is 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 really 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 relevant. He was originally looking at that as a selfish act. It is the most selfless. Act. If you're in a position of leadership, it is the most selfless act that there is because. If your cent- if if your focus and your attention on self mastery is about how you can broaden leadership skills, because what's the old adage? The you know you could be the best player and the worst coach, mm-hmm. right? You know the greatest salespeople make the that's worst managers. How it is, right? and, yeah. and, and in most cases that's how it is. You 
invested in yourself in self-mastery and practice and, and, and personal development through the Tony Robbins ecosystem, did you yep, not? I did. Tell me a little bit more about that. And what, where was the mindset shift as a result of the work that you did there? Yeah, I mean, um, it's so interesting. Like you, just some things like just click. Like you hear somebody give a speech or something happens and you're like, oh shit, like I get it now. Yeah. And honestly, like being introduced into that uh, that material and the, just a lot of the concepts, like it was just stuff that resonated with me. And I was just, I felt like that, that was the missing link. I was like, whatever, what he's talking about is what I'm not doing and what is causing some issues with me. And I, I always remember the day. It was like just a Saturday night, which was the third day of his introductory uh, seminar. Yep. And like, UPW? I literally, I literally just emailed um, the person in charge of schedule. Like, take me off the schedule right now. I was like, I'm not treating patients anymore. I was like, I need to step away and spend more time working on like myself and the staff. Um, but honestly, the the process was just me, and it's it's still undergoing. And it's never. That's the, I think one of the things to really understand is that as good as we all get there's always room to get better. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, and that's yeah. where it's been at the last few years. It's just going to more seminars, um, you know, and really edu- edu- educating myself. Podcasts, books. Um, and I'm a big believer. It's just for me. I, like, I always learn better, like, actually going to live events and being able to engage with people sure. and get feedback uh, about ways to improve myself in terms of communication, listening skills. Um, so those, you know, that was really what launched me. Like, you know, is just finding that right voice. Yeah. You know, and that's definitely yeah. one of the things that I always, you know, pre, um, communicate to people that I'm working with is just go with who communicates well with you. Like, what what resonates with you? Tony Robbins might not work for you. <laughs> um, maybe it's somebody like Brendan Bouchard or whoever it may be. It's just yeah. you got to find out what makes sense to you. Um, but you got to work on yourself, and, and you have no right trying to help other people if you're not helping. Phenomenal. Folks, we are Infinity X, stage and microphone with human excellence. This is Dan Nassani. We're talking about all things self-mastery, all things leadership development, and um, replay weareinfinityx.com, we are Infinity X YouTube. And Dan, so you, you, you began to put in the self-mastery work, right, the self-developmental yeah. work, and you saw a mindset shift, yeah, right? Yeah. You saw a mindset shift in yourself, and you started to see a mindset, mindset shift internally with the employees. And the, 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 the four years that would proceed afterwards, you saw some of the, what, the greatest growth in the history of the company, yeah. I would imagine, right? And then you made a strategic decision to separate from service. Uh, so t- talk a little bit, or not necessarily separate, but uh, change the leadership role that you are operating in. So tell, d- tell us a little bit more about like what were the next steps after that? Yeah, so I mean, in reality, it was just about more um, giving, yourself, giving yourself to other people. Hmm. So for me, and uh, I think for a lot of people who are in business, you invest so much of just, I gotta, do, you're, the, you're the producer. Mm-hmm. It's like, I gotta do, I gotta do, I gotta do. Yep. And then, all right, whatever I have left over, I could dedicate to everybody else. Um, so it's just a matter of, do you wanna help who you're working with as best you can through serving them? Or mm-hmm. are you serving, it's almost like I look at it like, are you serving the product or are you serving the people that are making the product? So the product for me was outcomes with patients. And I could either focus on the patients that I was treating directly mm-hmm. or I could focus on helping everybody else and their patients. So it's just really being able to increase the output and the outcomes by just that many more times. So it's really what it looked like was more interactions, more meetings. Not, and I'm not, when I say meetings, like, so there's obviously, uh, that's one of the things that I've probably gotten a little out of control with uh, business. <laughs> just, hey, let's get a meeting to right. schedule a meeting. <laughs> Yeah. But it was just more about check-ins. And that was really one of the things that I, I used to do not at all was 
or if I did, it was very impersonal. And you feel like you're, I have to just ask, how are you doing today? But do you actually care about asking that? Interesting. You know, and yeah. it was one of the things that like, yeah. getting to the point where I could just sit down with a staff member and check in, how's your day going? <laughs> what do you need from me? Um, Those, making, that, that time doesn't exist during the workday. No, nah, it's, cases. it's tough. You know, no, it's, it's, it really it's, is. It's definitely yeah. challenging to find Especially that. in a busy environment like, you know, physical therapy office. Yeah. I mean, I can't, it's, it's you know, go, 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 yeah, yeah, of course. So yeah. It, it's just really um, having more staff check-ins. And I guess it was almost, I kind of looked at it almost like, a, not an HR type of role, but kind of like the same mentality of, are they okay? What mm -hmm. do they need from me? And how do I best serve them? And I just really got to a point where I knew I couldn't do that when I was just, really focused on myself and mm. when I was at least working directly with patients I was just focused on them right which is good for them I got amazing outcomes which mm. if you're in that type of field or you're a doctor like I get great outcomes with my patients but how, what are you sacrificing um, with that mentality so it was a lot more uh, team building and it's not when I say team building it's not even in the sense of like hey we're going out and we're doing these activities it's just me for me team building was do I have, you know, do you feel supported by me? Mm. Do you feel that if you're having issues, you can come to me and discuss it and we can work it out? Or is the, the other type of management style where it's almost like fearful to approach that person? Um, and that's what I wanted to try to really reverse. And that's what I ended up, you know, I think really doing at a high level was just building out a team that not even just come to me because eventually, you know, we can't rely on ourselves for everything. Mm -hmm. You know, things mm -hmm. happen, people leave, you know, people die, unfortunately. Yeah. So it's how do you yeah. set the stage for the next the next people to step up and it was really being able to create an environment where everybody can keep themselves accountable um, and they could all have the conversations and help each other out and not have to just rely on one person like we often do in business and um, really just creating an environment where we're all working for the same goal. So um, you relocated, right? You made the strategic decision yep. to relocate out to Las Vegas. What spurred that decision and what are you up to out there? Oh, so aside from New Jersey taxes, um, no, I <laughs> yeah, mean, right. yeah, or no, lack thereof. Yeah, so, yeah. lack thereof. No, I mean, <laughs> you know, one of the things, and this is uh, critical for a lot of people, is a bit within the business self. I really just, I kind of plateaued, um, which was a good that problem happens. to have. Yeah, it's yeah. a good problem because I really got um, very far within the company, um, and I really love what they allowed me to do. But I just got to a point where I kind of maxed out on what I could do, and I really started looking at it, saying, "Am I actually holding some other people back?" by still being here? Mm -hmm. Am I preventing people from their growth? You know, it's so, not an easy recognition to come to. Either no. Then, so right? it's, um, you know, it's just one of those things. And then on, honestly, like even, um, being married, which is amazing. Um, my wife's never been a huge fan of New Jersey, even though she was born in the States. So we just started looking at what are, what are our options and, you know, being strategic about it. So it's not just, um, pack up and move and then, Hey, let's figure it out later. It's, Where's where's their state? Where's maybe some tax advantages? The weather is better. Right. There's a lot going on business-wise, and you know, creating a whole checklist of things. And Vegas hit every every checklist for us, and uh, we don't gamble. So and everybody's <laughs> like, oh, you got there. You know, I actually I hear that more and more. Actually, yeah, you it's know, like yeah, you're, you're yeah. The gambler, it's like we don't gamble at all. Like, um, yeah, there's just a lot of opportunities. Seen one casino, seen them all. That's exactly yeah. it. So um, that's what kind of took us out west, and okay. then obviously, you know. Similar mindset of like a lot of people during COVID is you can, the work that we're doing now over computer, you can it's obviously do that. Yeah, you can do yeah. that from anywhere anyway. So yeah. why not enjoy where you're living? And that was that. So what are you up to now? Uh, so I'm still actually consulting for NJ Spine and Wellness. So yep. I'm really working uh, with team members one-on-one, -on -one, building out either professional development or personal development, which has actually been probably more productive over the last year. 
than it was when I was I was there. You know, and I time feel blocking. Like, yeah, because yeah, like said, yeah, I totally. feel like it's just yep. one of those things like, ah, oh, you're checking in here and there. Whereas like you're 2,500 miles away, so you need to dedicate one hour specifically every week. And um, so I've had better conversations, honestly, with probably most of the staff than I ever did the whole time I was there. Um, and then building out really just uh, business consulting and just honestly doing real estate investment as well. So Yeah, so let's talk about the business consulting here yeah. a little bit, folks. So replay, we are infinityx.com. We are InfinityX YouTube. This is Dan Nassani. And <clears throat> you are now... You're involved in a mastermind that is centered around what? Business coaching, business development? Uh, real estate, it, yeah, a little bit of business, a little bit of real estate. So it's kind of a good little mix. Okay. And you're in the process of developing a leadership curriculum that is going to be centered on essentially rinsing and repeating what you were, have been able to accomplish with morale boost and employee retention at NJ Spine. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, like the biggest thing I look at with um, business, I feel like there's kind of two sides of it. You have like the, the camp that focuses a lot on just simple, simply structuring and creating uh, protocols and systems. And then you have the Is other- this specific to med or is this no, it's universal? Right. Yeah, it's universal. Because okay. then you have the other camp that's all yeah. about culture and identity. And really, it's about both. Yeah. You know, it's how do you, how do you still understand like, hey, look, if we're not making money, we're not open, like I said before then how do you create an environment that people actually want to show up to work? Right. Um, right. And that's, that, that I feel is like the win-win. When they want to be part of the business, they want to understand it. They want to help you grow versus, hey, I'm making you money. Why don't I get a bigger share of that? Um, it's just how to put the two together. So that, that's really you know bridging the gap between the two is what I'm really focusing on and not just creating a great culture and a great climate, but how to you know, link it up with understanding some of the P&L as well and just really those – you know, things that we don't like to talk about anymore, like KPIs and business metrics. Like, yeah. those are important. It shouldn't be the end-all, be-all. Um, In many cases, it's made to be the, yeah, the end-all, be-all. Yeah, that's, you know, all, that's though, usually yes, how you're being measured right, um, a lot right. of times. But it's how do you measure the things that aren't on a spreadsheet mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's putting those two together is really what I've been passionate about. And honestly, it did take me some time to figure that out. I think we all do uh, dumb crap that we sometimes regret <laughs> yeah. or we're trying to find our way. And it's... What, what makes the most sense and understanding what are we really good at and how to identify our, our own value. And that's what it just honestly it did take me some time after moving out uh, to, the, you know, to Vegas to figure out what, what was my value. You know, even though like I, I could see it, I think a lot of us still question um, our own ability sometimes. And yeah. That's one of the things that I definitely was doing is just questioning myself a lot and it took me some time to figure that out. But you now this is where I'm at. So I'm really happy to, Help a lot of individuals because, again, having that small business background, I've seen a lot of the struggles of, you know, you're successful, but is it the business running you versus you're running the business? Mm. Are you missing out on those, you know, life events, you know, your kids' parties or soccer games or whatever it may be because you're at the, you know, at work? Yeah, because you didn't learn how to outsource yourself. And so two-prong question. Question number one is there's a beta test that's out there for your curriculum, right? Talk yep. a little bit about that. Number um, and, and my second question after that will be, why do I retain you? Why am I going to retain your, your, you know, your, either your curriculum or your intellectual property? What, what, what gives you that value proposition that business owners are going to want to pick up the phone, yeah. want to connect with you? Tell yeah, me a little bit question. more. Yeah, so in the beta testing, you can find on mastermind.com. Mastermind.com, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and that's actually, that is a platform actually launched by Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi. So two guys who know a little bit about business just and, a, a yeah, tiny and helping bit. people, yeah. just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then from a standpoint of myself, I mean, realistically... Uh, as I said, I spent a lot of time on 
on myself and on the content and on the material. And realistically, it's about accountability. And for myself, uh, to relate to other people, I just want to be honest with you and tell you where we need to get better. And that's one of the things that I'm not, you know, I don't want to waste people's time. Um, I think that is one of the most, that might be the greatest commodity now is our time. So mm-hmm. how do we get the results mm-hmm. as fast as possible? And it's not about, you know, BSing and, you know, playing games. It's just about here's what we have to do to get better. Here's how do we get results, you know? For, so that's the thing for myself is having the knowledge, having the experience, um, having the energy behind him. And I, lo- I, I, I love this aspect of uh, business in the sense of, you know, the growth and development and developing teams yeah. and uh, developing yeah. future leaders and, you know, realizing that the more we can help the people that are working with us, it actually allows you to enjoy the business a lot better. Um, you know, I never really thought about this uh, up until recently, but I, I tend to wonder sometimes if my life, as great as it is, like what would it have been like if my parents actually were able to do some of this as well, create sure. some better systems, sure, of course. And, you know, better yeah. scaling and instead of selling their business, maybe being able to keep it and bring some people on that could have helped them still retain the business that I know they poured their, you know, proverbial sweat and blood into. Right. Um, so that, that's from, yeah, that's, that's where it is for me. It's just the amount of time and energy I spend into getting to this point and starting from scratch and being a terrible leader. Um, honestly, <laughs> I, I, I find that so I, hard I to just, f- I, freaking I, believe, yeah, bro. I, I mean, yeah, I yeah just, no. I, I look I just, back and I'm just like, I was such crap. Oh, um, please. Yeah. I just, I just literally don't see it. But you know what? Honestly, yeah. your personal recognition and the work and the effort that you've put in in the time that I've even known yeah. you is just is remarkable. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Self reflection to become a better leader, I think, just like, again, defines the leader. Yeah. You know, totally 150%. You don't see it a lot because there are, you know, unfortunately, there are a lot of people who manage with ego and yeah. a lot of, a lot of insecurities and that really does um yep uh it puts a lot of restrictions on acknowledging where where are areas that i can get better at instead of walking around saying i'm great and just do what i say right. um so that's why you know that's why i love working with people and just helping them create um structures and also identifying not just areas of weaknesses because you know we do tend to focus on everything that we're poor at but also understanding what are we actually good at and how to actually teach people what we're good at. And how do you accentuate and double down on so that? So kind of like too. Your, yeah, yeah. your example of that star athlete who's the terrible coach. Yeah. You know, they have like a yeah. lot of natural skills and they don't understand what got them necessarily outside of really hard work. You can teach that, so to speak, but I can't teach the guy to do a 360 dunk with the eyes closed and this and that. Like that's just a skill that it's That will just not possess. Yeah, right? yeah so yeah, it's yeah. being able yeah. to also understand what do we do really well and how do I do that and how do I teach people to do that too. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Folks, replay weareinfinityx.com. We are InfinityX YouTube and on the InfinityX app. We've been joined here by uh, Dan Nassani doing unbelievable things in the areas of business consulting, coaching, peak performance leadership. The beta test for Dan's curriculum can be found. What's the website one more time? Mastermind.com. At mastermind.com. But... Little, um, you know, final, final, as my buddy Sean Callagy would say, right? Mm-hmm. Little final, final. You're also up to some real estate investing, brother. Yes. Talk a little bit more about what you're doing outside of, uh, you know, outside of the business consulting. Yeah. So, um, oh man, real estate. How many ways you can go with that? <laughs> yeah. So that is, yeah. I mean, that's also it's a you know, one of those really good things um, is just knowing how to invest your money properly, and um, you know, I've been really blessed. Same thing. Like you always got to look back at your background and understanding. What do my parents do? And some of the things they really instilled in me in terms of you know, saving and at least just trying to make some more money and not rely just on the income that you have. Yep. Um, and taking that base knowledge and really expanding it. So looking at real estate as a great way for um, you know, not just wealth generation, 
but great things of tax savings. Sure. And uh, sure. so really at this point, yeah, looking at um, looking at apartments and looking at multifamily properties as a ah, way to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, and, and it's just not looking at things and not thinking you're too small to invest in something a little bit bigger, you know, and that's just generally where we t- typically start. Maybe you have that person who's buying one single family house. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Versus like, hey, let's just jump in and get an apartment building. Got it. Yeah. Um, so you go. You're going for multiple doors. Yeah. Now, I mean, when, but was that going to be your primary focus going into it, or did you like who, who were your, who did you model after, or who are you modeling after, and what were some of the influencers in your life or in your in your in your circle that pushed you towards multiple doors as opposed to single family? Yeah. No. I mean, honestly. Um, I'm definitely a big believer in looking at people who have done it before you yeah. and just trying to say, all right, what did they do? And, right. you know, realistically, um, it's just the understanding that when you look at, I mean, traditionally, it's the, the, the way the world's changing in terms of millionaires, but the traditional millionaires, a majority, 90%, I believe, were, they owned all real owned estate. Real estate. Yep. You know, so Absolutely. for me, as I was getting more mature within you know, business and just as a person, that just, it made, it made sense. Like if 90% of people who are the wealthiest people on the planet are doing this, there's gotta be something to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's not to say you gotta be the Grant Cardones of the world and have like thousands of doors. <laughs> but, know? Yeah. You you know? Know, even, even doing something small, yep. um, is going to go a long way. So it's really just trying to find what makes sense for you as a person. You're also doing some non-traditional financing yes. and, and, and talk and just uh, like, just, uh, five, yeah. five seconds on that. No, it's okay. I, honestly, I love that. Like, I love having different investments yeah. um, and different ways to generate money. And uh, certainly a big fan of not using necessarily your own money, but, you know, doing <laughs> some non traditional right. things like utilizing, um, you know, life insurance. Woo! Yeah. Love it. Yes, sir. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, I mean, just being able to, I mean, I have actually two, um, two different life insurance policies that, you know, pay me a nice dividend. And uh, being able to generate some cash value out of that and using that to invest into properties. Um, has, you know, honestly, it's very, very helpful because it's money that's already growing there. It's sitting there. It's nothing <laughs> that it. I need to take out of the bank. Yep. Um, and I do love, you know, honestly, I love talking to people about those types of investments, especially, you know, the life insurance because it's just, it's, it's nothing that we're taught. Like, you don't learn this stuff in school. You do not. Um, you do not. You know, it's, it's unfortunately like the banks don't make as much money when you're, putting into life insurance nope. so it's just uh, ways to generate you know wealth that are yeah it's not 20 20 percent 25 percent but it's stable it's not changing um certainly why my ira is getting hammered uh, just like everybody else over the <laughs> yeah. last nine months yeah. or so your cash value you know, insurance policy yeah, didn't those yeah. are going up folks what you need to understand is what dan is talking about is is when you structure an insurance policy the appropriate way you can lend against it and not from it and there's a big big micro distinction between the two of them when you're lending against it your money actually continues to work for you inside of the insurance while it's also working for you where you lent it out to which in dan's case is being invested into multifamily units, real, you know, whatever, whatever the actual investment is back into your business, into real estate, wherever now is, and, and there's never been a more important time, uh, or I don't want to say never, but the, this is one of the most important times that you're ever going to see where your money needs to keep pace and outpace inflation because inflation is real. Double digits. Don't listen to anybody mm-hmm. who says it's not double digits. Prices are up 13.6% year to date. It's not going away. And banks aren't paying you. 
right? Banks aren't paying you. Wealthy people, right, and the wealthy, and, and the majority of wealthy Americans got wealthy by learning the mastery and understanding of liquidity and leverage. And this man right here, Dan Dasani, is doing things at a super, super high level in that space. Folks, you want to pay attention to this man. Dan, any finals for the, uh, for the good folks out there? I, honestly, I would just say work on yourself. You know, work mm. on yourself, uh, check your ego, and know that we all can get better. You know, and just continuously strive to better yourself um, so you can better everybody else. Dan, it has been a blast, brother. I really, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate your friendship, yeah, man. man. I appreciate Likewise. everything. God bless you too, man. Thank Floyd you is, uh, Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for spending the, the, the past 40 minutes with us. We are Infinity X. Replay, we are InfinityX.com. We are Infinity X YouTube and on the app. Each and every single week, we continue to give a stage and give a microphone to human excellence in the best way that we know how. And, uh, you know, Danny has just been another example of someone that you want to pay attention to, that you want to model after, um, because those who are operating at a high level in the market environment that we're in, he had mentioned his IRA getting hammered. The markets have been tumultuous. Interest rates have been tumultuous. Inflation has been tumultuous. And yet this man is expanding, right? Pay attention to what he's up to. Replay, we are infinityx.com. Thank you all for spending some time with us this evening. Appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Infinity X. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube by searching We Are Infinity X. Until next time.